Honest, my old friend, I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping left its seeds while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by my very somber but handsome colleague, Sado Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Thanks, Terry. Mate, I'm looking for the positives. Tonight's fins up after dark. Might get a little freaky. We should just warn everyone. It's nice and cool. We need to heat things up. But uh, overall, mate, doing good. Trying to uh, move forward rather than look back. Yeah, look, I'm, um, you know, you and I have spoken on and off air uh, about this. And it's just a game that I think just sums up the Cronulla Sharks of the last four years that we witnessed on the weekend. And we're talking about the Sharks losing 26 points to 18 to arguably the worst Brisbane Broncos team that has ever been rolled out onto Suncorp Stadium. Pretty much Payne Haas and the, uh, the blokes that he picked out of the crowd on the way in to represent the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Mate, just to show how confident we were, we were going in, four straight wins. Mm-hmm. Brisbane, four straight losses. Brisbane named their like thirty second halves combination in sixteen rounds of football. That equates to uh, we had players pull out, we had players injured in the warm up. I mean, four or five were injured during the week. And you and I both still said in the group chat, Brisbane are going to win today. They're going to ambush us. They're going to win. Surely enough, they did. Typical Cronulla performance, unfortunately. Um, I just I'm still struggling to believe that we witnessed a game on the weekend where Cronulla were absolutely battered, bullied, and played off the park by a team led by Tyson Gamble and Brody Croft. Tyson Gamble was the second best player on the field. It embarrassed me. It pained me to give him four points out of the five, like the five, four, three, two, one, on zero tackle. But he deserved it. He was the best half on the field, and he got under our skin and exposed us as what we are. Yeah, and look, Brisbane started off the game so well, but our defence handled them. And I just thought, I I always just kept thinking to myself while I was watching the game, if we can handle everything they throw at us, we might not be the most aggressive pack, but we've definitely got Brisbane for fitness. And we held them out, held them out, held them out. Then Aiden Tolman scored. And then we dropped our heads. And then, you know, we scored that beautiful try for Connor Tracy um, right before halftime. But I'm going into halftime thinking we were definitely the better team. We should have been up 30 points to 12. We had two tries rightfully taken off of us. We bombed one. And I just thought if we can find the momentum at the start of the second half, we're going to win the game. But let's break this down now. First half, Dan, going into halftime, or from kickoff to halftime, what were your thoughts on the game? Early on, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, we haven't turned up. Then when we scored, I thought, oh, no, false alarm. Then Toes went ballistic out wide and absolutely bodied our wide man. And I thought, we don't shut him down, we're gone. And then when we scored just before halftime, I thought, that's changed the game. If we didn't score that try, no chance. We scored that try, it's all Cronulla. I thought we'd romp him in the second half. So up, down, no, sorry, down, up, down, up. Going into halftime, I was pretty happy and thought, we'll win this game. Yeah. 
going, you know, start the second half, and it wasn't the start of the second half that we needed. The Broncos score first, and they scored pretty quickly, and it was an embarrassing try. It was a very, very embarrassing try, soft. Uh, and then Connor scores, and it's 18-all. Um, and when it was 18-all, it just became all sharks. We made break after break after break. You know, we were repelling the Broncos again. Um, we should have scored through Jesse Ramian uh, or off that Jesse Ramian break. And Tyson Gamble puts a shot on Ramian. We lose the ball. You know, typical Cronulla had him shot, had him, you know, all we need to do is spread the spread the ball off a quick play of the ball. And, you know, we're either going to get a try or a sin bin. But what happened next, I think, is inexcusable in in terms of just game plan and coaching. 20 minutes to go in the game, Toby Rudolph out on his feet, defending at centre. What were we thinking? Mate, this, this is a real point of contention in the, in the group chat. Now, we're humongous Toby Rudolph fans, but I, I've gone on record as saying I prefer him off the bench, and I think, think you agree. Yep. He's not 60-minute forward. No. Josh Hannan is treating him right now as a 60-minute forward. Maybe that's Fitzgibbon still, but Toby's not there yet. It's not fair to ask him to defend two or three wide from the scrum and mark, I think it was... Um, who, Tess- who scored the Tessie New. Yeah. Who is a whippet. Yeah. The guy's blinking, you miss it. He would have burnt a much quicker outside back, let alone a prop playing lock. I thought that was a huge coaching error. Mm. Look, Toby Tackling has to cop that. You can't be missing those tackles in first grade. But if that's Britain Nakora, that tackle's not missed and the game is completely different. That, to me, shows Josh Hannay is not up to it. No, but I mean, I, I don't get I don't get the the whole love fair that we have, like any team has, of putting forwards in a defensive line on a scrum play. That's the, that's the time that your pigs get into the scrum and have a rest. And that's that's what I've always thought. And that's what I was always coached when I played footy. That should have been centre winger fullback on centre winger fullback. But instead, Tessie New skipped across field, broke through. Fair play to Ronaldo, you know, chasing him down. Maybe he went a bit too high, maybe not. Probably if he drags him by the legs and he scores anyway, I think, you know, it was an incredible effort from Ronaldo, but but even again, you know, after that try, you're kind of hoping that Cronulla fire up, but what do they do? They concede field possession, we get a, a line dropout, and they score another soft try, and the game's out of reach, and we decide to fire up. And it was at that point there where Sean Johnson started taking control of the game, and we were missing that for the first 70 minutes of the game, but... You know, it's it, you just sort of wonder why didn't he go wide early? Why did it take for us to be down by eight points? Why didn't he, you know, try his trick shots? Why didn't he take the line on a lot earlier in the game when we were begging for it, rather than some efforts that dogged it, like that video that got sent to us of him just tapping the ball back, not even catching it and having a run. I don't think he's checked out. I don't think he's clocked out. But I think that was just a standard Sean Johnson game as to why he's not a million dollar player anymore. That, that's it. Just, just back to what you said about the scrum. I'm okay with a forward in attack because they hit the yeah. ground, play the ball, and you get out wide. In defence, it's inexcusable. Moving on from that, regarding Johnson, I think he was lazy in that first 60. I thought he started okay and put a few good kicks in. There was one kick that went dead that almost sat up, and you thought, you can cop that. A metre or two, you know, that's that's an error. 
if that sits up a metre closer in goal, we get repeat sets, completely different sort of the game. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to trash him for that. But it's the fact that when we were behind, you're thinking, oh, well, Johnson's going to do something. He hasn't done something yet. Johnson always does something. And every time we got close to the line, it was Trindle putting the kick in. It was Trindle chasing. It was Trindle doing something on the fifth tackle. Now, that's inexcusable. Sean Johnson is on what all three other halves are on combined. And he was the worst player on the field. You summed it up correctly. That's exactly why he's not at the club next year. I don't buy into that he checked out either. But I can't call people out who have said that because on the weekend... He wasn't bad as much as he was lazy. And that, considering we got a top eight spot, he's just got a contract. You know, it's coincidence, but I don't blame people for jumping to that conclusion. Yeah, look, he, he hasn't checked out. I, I did see some things online that said, you know, it was a bit hot. It was, you know, hotter conditions. They didn't get up to Brisbane until, you know, the day before or the night before. So they didn't get a chance to adapt to the conditions up there or whatever. But it's just one of them games that shows... You know, there's a halfback, Sean Johnson's age, that just got a three-year deal at the Brisbane Broncos for nearly a million dollars. And then there were teams like the West Tigers and the Cronulla Sharks that pulled out of giving Sean Johnson 400 grand a year. He's gone back to the Warriors on on what was said to be a a two-year, less than a million dollar deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm big on, I wanted Sean Johnson to stay, but I'm... These are the games where you look at it and you go, I'm not so disappointed, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not so disappointed in it. But I'm disappointed in the effort and I'm disappointed that it just sort of – it was a game that it, it didn't feel like, you know, we were ever in or we were ever out of. But at the end of the game when I did my own sort of analysis and nerdy review of it, I looked at it and I think, how did we lose this game, Dan? And I know I said to you off air that I've got some stat bombs for you. So I want you to sit down. I'm, I'm, I'm taking photos of your face when I say this to you right now. Cronulla had more possession than the Broncos. And it didn't feel like that. We had more sets. We had 33, well, we had 42 sets to 35 and we completed 33 sets to 28. So we had more of the ball, but it never felt like that. Now, here's the big one. We made more meters than the Broncos. But it felt like every time they got the ball, they were making 60 meters and we were making 40 meters. So I don't know how I don't know how that happened, but we, we made more meters than the Broncos. And when you have a look at the individual players and the meters per, it was pretty bang on. We had more offloads than the Broncos and it didn't feel like that. We made more line breaks than the Broncos and it didn't feel like that. We had nearly 260 more kicking meters than the Broncos. We made less tackles than the Broncos had to. So they, you know, they were defending a lot more than us. We missed 27 tackles to the Broncos 37 and we made less errors. How the fuck did we lose this game? From memory, we blew three tries. We blew that, we blew three in the first half and one in the second. That Katoa ball that was ruled as a knock-on when it was 19 metres forward. Hmm. Just addressing that real quick. I have no problem with that decision. I don't care what the rule says. I was fucking forward. And it would have been embarrassing to, to collect that, so that's okay. Um, this reminds me purely of the Bulldogs game. The Bulldogs had three um, opportunities, scored three tries. We had 106 opportunities and scored two tries. We bombed 
100 of them, you know? This felt like that again. I remember when Katoa went through and then Rankin went through and I remember Ronaldo made a breakdown and you're like, oh, they're going to... No, no, we lost the ball. Or, oh, oh, we did nothing. Oh, we kicked them the ball. So those stats don't don't shock me because I, I remember we had a lot of ball early and I was like, holy fuck, if we don't score here. It's only because of that. But look, in terms of what you said and in terms of the blown opportunities, yeah, we should have beaten them by 40. But much like the Bulldogs, I think we rocked up expecting us to beat by 40 and that ultimately is what cost us because Payne Haas didn't fucking turn up thinking that at all. No, he was he was absolutely incredible. And you know, I, I have a look at just just that just just talk about Payne Haas by himself. And the other bloke that came off the bench what was his name Palacia or something, right? So they really took it to our forward pack. And then our forward pack counteracted them with Aaron Woods and Aiden Tolman. Now, Woods has been fine the last couple of games, right? We haven't seen standard Aaron Woods just get blown by. He's been pretty good lately. But how intimidated would you be as an NRL prop, either having to run at Payne Haas or Aiden Tolman? It didn't feel like we won the forward battle. And when I have a look at the individual stats, our three three of our top four meter, meter eaters were... Connor Tracy, Will Kennedy, Sione Katoa. And the only forward that got into the top four or top three was Toby Rudolph with 164 metres. Now, Toby was good with the ball. I thought he was pretty good without the ball as well, apart from that one blemish. Sorry, Dan, for keeping you awake. Um, but one of the blokes who copped unfair criticism on the timeline was Teague Wilton. And I don't understand this. He made 153 metres and 37 from 39 tackles. He made one error. I don't get the Teague bashing. He's 21 years old. He's going to be an absolute beast. People came out and were bashing Teague Wilton last week. I don't think he was that bad, so I think it's a continuation. Mm. Look, I, I, I didn't even notice Teague was that bad, to be honest. thought he and Nakora more than did their job. I thought it was our middlemen that really let us down. But in terms of the forward packs, Payne Haas is the only one who gets named in our starting side from the Broncos pack. Not a single one of them makes our side. Yet on the day, maybe Toby gets picked. Otherwise, you go the Broncos packs. I thought Tolman played okay. Um, but okay doesn't get you into the eight. It doesn't get you past week one of the eight. And I think, unfortunately, this week showed that our recruitment drive has to switch and it has to focus purely on on our middlemen and our go-forward. Yeah, there's, before we go into talking recruitment and where I think we, we need and, and what needs to go on and what our targets need to be now, I want to talk about Blake Braley because we were convinced that we kept the better Braley and I'm still convinced. But, man, there's just something about the kid. Like, he's just not doing enough for us. He's, he's literally just not doing enough for us. And I was, I, I, you know, the, the game that we played, the first game with him, Sean Johnson, and Matt Moylan against the Gold Coast Titans, and we saw a free-running Blake Braley and passing it either side and going whichever way looked like the best, you know, way to attack. But, you know, we saw that once, and he, he, he's teased us into thinking that we've got this incredible number nine who could one day play State of Origin, and now... He's just gone back to the same old Blake that we saw that was handbraked by Chad Townsend. Perhaps he was too good in the, the reserves and we're expecting too much. I Look, I still, for the record, I still think we got the heats better all round, Braley. In terms of which one you plug in now and win your game, I still think Blake is the one. 
But if you're picking one who's going to give you a 6 out of 10 every single week, it's his brother. I think Jaden, Jaden's edged him form-wise. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, I, I get really frustrated with Blake because there's times where there's one mark and you think he's off. He just hands it off to Talakai, takes a hitter. And it's just, I think Fitzgibbon is going to be the decider for Braley's career because we've got a pretty handy number nine coming in. And I think if three or four weeks in, Fitz doesn't see what he wants, I think Braley's straight back into Newtown, which is a shame because I see so much potential. You're exactly right, though. He's just, it's just not translating. No, he's and there's... Fun and he's there's, kicking gets that one kick, kick behind the, you know, the, the markers and hope that it bobbles around and someone can fall on it. Like Aiden Tolman. Spot, spot on. He had a try assist. Someone chipped me because I had a goal, Blake, and they said, we had a try assist. He kicked it into 15 legs and it pinballed up and fell into Tolman's lap. Tolman still almost fucked it up. Like, ah, Yeah, no, I want to see more from Blake. I love mm. the kid and I'll always be on his side, but Gigi makes it tough sometimes. Uh, there's, there's a lot of forwards on, you know, on the market at the moment. Um, and as you said, we've got Cam McInnes, and it's it's going to be pretty easy to put Blake Braley back into that 14 spot and, and give him the final 15 minutes of the game if he doesn't pull his socks up. Because, you know, we've got Cam McInnes, and if you can go and get three or four of these names that, you know, we're linked with, all of a sudden, Blake, you, you're back to being the, the deputy. So... That's what that, that's what I'll say at the moment. Mate, I agree. That number 13 spot's pretty, you know, if a Dale Finucane comes up and you say, hey, come be our starting 13, it's easy enough to move Braley. It's not, he hasn't made a case that you can't drop him, put it that way. Yeah, and uh, I know Dale Finucane's starting front row for New South Wales, so, you know, we might be able to use that as our leverage when we're chatting with him, but, you know, if you turn around to him and say, hey, Dale, you know, you can be our 13, we've got Cam McInnes at nine, there's a couple of other props we're talking to. Toby Rudolph goes back to the bench with Braden Hamlin, Ueli, Talakai, Royce Hunt. All of a sudden, we're building this this big pack. And, you know, if Blake Braley doesn't stand up, he's he's not going to be there. Fair call, too. You can't, can't baby him. No. Um, the, the disappointing part of this game before, you know, we start talking about you know, other things, Dan, and it's it's still paining me thinking about it right now, but... You know, we're, we're recording after the Canberra Raiders have beaten Manly. So now Canberra are on the same amount of points as us, and we play them next week. This game was incredibly important to us because, you know, not only for the momentum and the way we were playing, but, you know, to have five in a row coming up against the Warriors at home with no crowd, you know, if we could have got that six in a row... We, we give ourselves a four-point buffer. You know, the Dragons have gone and ruined their season... They're without their best forward for the rest of the competition. They've torn his contract up. They're going to be missing, you know, 12 players over the, the course of three or four weeks, whatever it is. I think it's pretty shit that the NRL has said, yeah, you can loan some players in to help you. What's the point in suspending these players if um, if you're going to tell, oh, you know what, yeah, you suspend it, but you can also, here, here's Blake, Braden Hamlin, you you know, you need some match fitness. Off you go. There's, 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 that's not a punishment. You know, punishment is you've lost your 12 players. We're letting you do it over three or four weeks. Blood some juniors. You're allowed to blood your players now. It's not our problem if you're in a cap situation. You have to release someone next year. You've just got 800 grand off your books. So you're all good. That's cool. I think if COVID wasn't around, they would do that yeah. because the Dragons argue. Yeah. It's only so far. But also fuck the Dragons. But yep, go yeah. on. Um, 
you know, so the Dragons have probably gone and cost their season and we could have just been in that spot where we're cementing our, you know, even if it's just seventh or sixth that we can aim for, but whatever, you know. If we'd won last week and you win against the Warriors, we're on 18 points, we'd be two points behind Manly. Now, Manly would have a far superior four and against than us, but they're a Tom Turbo or Daily Cherry Evans, judging by the way that they played tonight, injury away from, you know, being the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, they're absolutely irrelevant. Purgatory would happen. Mate, we, we've dropped, and it's worth pointing out, that we've dropped our four buy points this year, the Bulldogs and the Broncos, that everybody else has lost, uh, they've beaten the Bulldogs, and what, two other teams have not beaten the um, the Broncos. So, yeah, we, we should be firmly entrenched in the eight. It should be our spot to lose. But, you know, you got to look at it positively and think, oh, well, you know, that's motivation moving forward, I guess, which is a fucking cop-out. I can't believe I just said that. But it's hard to justify being a Shark fan sometimes. I know, but I mean, the the good thing is, is like with that loss, we can still bounce back and get ourselves into a pretty, a pretty decent um, winning streak again. But you know, if we, again, theoretically, if we beat the Broncos and you beat the Warriors, you can drop that game against the Raiders, or you can still keep going on this run. It's all about momentum and just making sure you know teams aren't chasing because now teams like the Raiders, the Warriors, the Gold Coast Titans. They're now sitting there thinking, well, there's two spots in the top eight that we can pick off, not just the, the Dragons, and, and you're not making three teams fight for one spot. There's now three teams, or even Newcastle, four teams fighting for two spots, and include the Dragons and us. There's six teams trying to get into that, you know, seventh and eighth position, and it's really frustrating that, as you said, those, those two wins, that every other team is pounding, and here we are, losing to them. Shark, mate. Yeah. So we we've named the uh, we, well. There's a couple of changes in the in the side. Will Chambers is back. I thought we um, we missed him a little bit out wide, but it was also really nice to see Connor Tracy running those lines. I think um, you know Connor had his moments against um, against Katoni Stags and maybe edged him with those two tries. But geez, every time Katoni Stags got the ball, he thought something was going to happen. Um, so, you know, having Will Chambers back, Tracy in the halves, disappointing that there's no Moylan again. And, and this is one of them injuries where is it only going to be one or two weeks or is it going to be one or two months or are we ever going to see him play for us again? You never know with Moylan and his body. But the thing that scares me is that the the, the, the Broncos seem to make meters whenever they wanted. And we're coming up against the guy who loves playing us in Adam Fanua Blake. And they've just paired him with Matt Lodge. Now, Matt Lodge, personally, off the field, piece of shit, on the field, incredible front row. The Warriors have arguably the best front row and the worst people off the field. But <laughs> okay, this game won't be one off the field. It's going to be one in 80 minutes. And I'll tell you what, I'd rather have their, their forwards than ours, that's for sure. Their pack, I know it's missing Tohu Harris, thank God, is far, far, far superior to what beat the shit out of us last week. Now, if that isn't enough to get our boys up, I don't know what is because I genuinely worry what Fanua Blake's going to do to our starting starting props. I think it might be worth getting Talakai in there. I don't think he played well on the weekend. I, th- I don't think he's played well since he's come back from his 19-month suspension, but he needs to get in there and we need to give him the ball early and say, you got to kill someone. I don't care if you get Sinbin, you have to kill someone this weekend. 
Yeah, look, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Warriors side now, and again, it's a it's a bog average team that we're probably going to lose to. But apart from Lodge and Fanua Blake, I'm you know Bailey Siren and Katoa and Tavaga, uh, Jazz Tavaga, whatever. They've got Rocco Berry playing in the centres with Marcelo Montoya. We should have a field day out that way. Um, but you know Walsh, they welcome Nicarima back. O'Sullivan's pretty crap, so he's probably going to Tyson Gambleus. It's just you know you look at this, you look at this, and you go the, the the smart money when you have a look at what the Sharks have got on the other side of the field and 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 the way that we've been playing leading into this game by the Broncos, you'd be saying that Cronulla are easily going to win this game thirteen plus. So why does it again feel like that they're going to ambush us? Depends which Sean Johnson turns up, mate. If he turns up with a chip on his shoulder and sets up four tries, we win in a canter. If he comes in and doesn't give a fuck and puts his kicks into Canberra and bloody puts it over the sideline and misses his tackles and we have a player sitting on the bench who doesn't get any minutes, then we can get ambushed. Now, Josh Hunter, I know you're listening. Mate, I just want to throw it out there. Stop naming four-man benches and using three, you fucking idiot. Billy Magulius was right there. And I hate the bloke with a severe passion. But him playing 10 or 15 minutes to give Toby a break is better than Haradi sitting there picking his nose on fucking Fox Sport. Fuck you. Sorry, Terry, go on. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that's really frustrating me now. And especially in, in, in the press conference, Hannah even turned around and said, yeah, we got really fatigued in the second half. Well, that's your fault for putting the centre on the bench, you dickhead. You fucking had someone there. And it's not like you can't put Connor into 13. He's defended there the last few weeks. Or, or Trindle even. Trindle's fucking played lock for 15, 20 minutes spells. Put Haradi in the centres, move Connor across into the halves and put Trindle at lock. Oh, my God, that was so hard, Terry. Give me my first grade gig, mate. Yeah, if it's one of the things that's going to keep Josh Hannay out of coaching a first grade team for more than you know 15 weeks or whatever it is, he's got no idea on his bench rotation. Like... You know, walking to that scrum, Toby, in, in you know, where Tessie knew he beat him, Toby was walking to the scrum with his hands on his head, killed over, looked like he wanted to throw up after an F45 session. And for whatever reason, we've turned around and said, oh, go and hide out in the centres. And Tessie knew he's just gone, someone give me the ball. I'm going to run straight around this bloke. Yeah, he did. It was just, it was, it was embarrassing. You saw it coming. Yeah. As soon as he went through, the head dropped. Yeah. But I looked up. Now, I thought, oh, he's going to get him. Never mind. And then he didn't. I was like, fuck everything. Yeah, Neu's first 40 minutes. Uh, sorry, his first 40 metres got him got him home in the end because, you know, it took Ronaldo a long time to wind up to, to run him down. But, um, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this game, Dan? How do we win it? How do we lose it? Um, Got to keep Toolbus a check quiet, which means kicking to the opposite wing. That has to be the game plan. Every single kick has to go to whoever's on the other wing where possible. Now, I'm talking bombs because two of us are one of the best fullbacks in the game. I'm talking short kicks. I'm talking long kicks. Just fucking get it as far away from two of us check as possible. You can limit his metres. Make him go to dummy half and make those hit-ups and hit him because he doesn't like – he's not like um, uh, Tupu who can burn you on those second, you know, those second runs. He's the bloke that needs to wind up and carve you, hmm. bend the line, play the ball. So that, that's your first thing. Second of all, we can't lose the middle battle. Hold these two grub forwards for the 25 minutes. 
Then whoever's coming off the bench is a humongous difference. Just roll them. Just roll them, get 40 points up, sit back and relax, whatever. I mean, and if someone's going to break, can it not be Sione Kasloa? That guy is a fucking fraud when it comes to running fast. I've never seen someone move his legs so quick, get go nowhere so fast. And it fucking drives me crazy. So all we heard when he was young was that he's, he's faster than Bronson Zeri. Now, I don't know what Bronson Zeri's actual speed is, given the enhancements, but I'm willing to say that he's not faster than Bronson Zeri. He's barely quicker than I am. Yeah. It's frustrating. Pissing me off. Well, there were a couple of times he made some breaks, and you're like, just back yourself, fella. Just back, like that 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 break that he made down, you know, when when Ramian got hit. I thought I thought he's gonna put some, he's got good footwork. I thought he's gonna put some footwork on Tessie. Like Tessie knew he can't tackle. He can't. He did it. He mate. It's the same for Newtown. Remember that try where we busted him up the middle and made the Bulldogs on the final in mm. like the final play, one of the most famous victories of all time. He had whoever the fullback was. I think it might have been Nick Meany actually. Dead to rights, held up and then gave it to Flanagan. And Flanagan ran around him, had to do a ditzy doodle and score. And I thought, oh, that, that's that's weird. That's it's funny he didn't back himself. I don't know whether he just doesn't like being in space, or he doesn't back himself, or maybe he's got an injury we don't know about. But like, if that's Ronaldo, that's either try time or we end up in the twenty, we don't lose the ball. So, mate, I'm just going to pray all week that Ronaldo makes the break. We've got to do this all over again. Oh, you're kidding. You can only record for 30 minutes on Anchor. Isn't it 60? We'll put it up and we'll do a part two. Well, we've just been talking. How long did it... 